Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Diaries of a Homosexual. This week we have an amazing spiritual guru, Katie, who will be joining us today, which I am very excited about because I have trying to get you to get you on the podcast for quite some time. Hi. <laughs> so today I thought I was going to talk about like some spiritual stuff and maybe get into like relationships if that's okay with you you we're sitting in your bedroom which is literally like an oasis i literally love it so much much. it was a lot of work to get it like this so i really appreciate it oh my god yeah i believe that it's like decorated to the nines i love it thank you so there is a lot of like spiritual stuff so like do you just want to explain kind of um maybe how you got into all of this I will do my best, but I just want to kind of give a disclaimer. I don't claim any form of spirituality. Okay. And I will not claim to know the most. Like, people always say I'm a spiritual person. And I do believe I am. But I don't think I know everything. And yeah. I, I'm so inspired to learn. That's something that I yeah. love and I find fulfillment. Sorry, I find fulfillment from that. So I guess a lot of the things in my room have just kind of been an accumulation of things that I've learned. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things that I do every day is I like to burn incense or cleanse the space with smoke somehow. Okay. Um, So that could be in the form of incense or candles or sage. I really like to burn lavender before I go to bed. So I have like lavender bundles and stuff. Um. Yeah, I like plants. I like to keep plants around. I find they just make the space feel really good. And when it comes to decor, I just like to collect things that I feel like represent the most authentic version of myself or who I'd like to be Mm -hmm. and kind of put them in, like kind of create a scene as if I want to make myself a character, who I would be in a movie. That is what my space looks like. So for anyone who wants their, you know, bedroom to be their, you know, safe place, like how, what are some things that you would recommend they do to make it feel like really homey and cozy? Um, The first thing I would recommend for that would probably be just spend time in your space. Um, I spent a lot of time in my past bedroom, obviously, because I lived there. Yes. (laughs) And then when it was time to move into this new space which was beautiful and it was so it was a clean slate and I love that because it's it's, it means there's room for growth and it could be a project but I just hadn't spent any time here so I didn't feel at home I didn't feel safe it didn't feel comfortable it was only recently that I got it to feel that way and I think part of that was just kind of listening to myself and finding what I needed to feel comfortable like so when I first moved here it was very cold and it was very blank and it felt sterile and I don't like that so I just kind of tried to make it warmer make it physically more comfortable and then I started working in some of my older habits to make myself feel more comfortable like burning candles and incense and obviously my plants really helped um yeah pretty much that and then it just kind of builds from there 
just having a deeper understanding and a deeper connection with yourself knowing what you need and what you like i think that's really important yeah um i know i know you are very passionate about wood and kind of like reclaiming (laughs) it and doing stuff with that and clearly you're very passionate about it how like how did you discover your passion for wood or just your passion in general i mean that's a great question um (laughs) because i feel like not a lot of teenagers are like i love wood (laughs) (laughs) well well (laughs) well um that is a funny that that question sounds really funny (laughs) but i i grew up in a forest basically i grew up in northern manitoba in a very small town i was just a little forest rat i just (laughs) ran around the woods so i was in love with trees i felt so safe and my dad worked with wood when i was a kid my grandpa did and i just kind of fell into it and then as i got older and i moved to the city and i just like found kind of like a concrete jungle feel of everything i didn't really like it as much and so introducing wood into spaces and just wood in general i just found was so beautiful because it's like so unique and there's so many different things about it um yeah and then i started woodworking and i found that was a wonderful way to kind of get out of my head and manifest creativity in a very physical way because it requires such like actually it's more beneficial if you can think less about it and just do it and do what looks good so i think that is a real part of it and so now i just gravitate towards things that are wooden looking or natural yeah feels better i i definitely think that that's very powerful because so many people like our age like under 20 they don't know what they're doing with their life you know partially me included I am still figuring that out um you know I think it's important too to know that like there's not always a plan you know and if there is it's not going to go according to plan most likely my whole life I was like okay I'm gonna be a doctor and like like it's been so set on that and like I still like I don't know maybe I will be but like I don't know like I just feel like I haven't found my like actual passion yet you know what I mean yeah I know exactly what you mean and so it's really nice to see you know how you have like you're so like passionate about the things that you do and I really admire that thank you so so I think like you know finding your passion is so important especially because that is how you're gonna feel fulfilled a lot of the time yeah right rather than material things so yeah you mentioned earlier that you were from like a very small town in northern manitoba what was it like making the transition from there to you know a quite large city in manitoba well the largest city in manitoba like what was that transition um the best thing to describe it would be absolute culture shock okay yeah so everything there was different i i don't even know how to begin to describe it unless you go there you'd understand um so when i moved here it was just the way that people 
behaved was so much different and I noticed one thing that really bugged me was the way that people had treated indigenous people here okay was so much different because a lot of northern Manitoba it's mostly indigenous people in some parts and it was just normal and it was beautiful like so many of um certain teachings and certain culture was just so important and moving here it was like all of that was either appropriated or indigenous people just had such little respect or little people treated them with little humanity and I think that just really disgusted me and made me feel so horrible and it just made me think because a lot of my friends that were moving to the city were also they were indigenous right and for me as a little white kid for that to be my experience it just kind of made me feel for some of my friends that maybe would be moving here and having a completely different experience so yeah not only that but there were lots of good things as well um when you live in a small town where there's not a whole lot of opportunity lots of times people might end up getting caught into bad ways to spend their time i mean i don't know if you've heard the saying but the devil works or the devil makes work for idle hands and i really believe that because i feel like if you don't have a lot of outlets to spend your time you'll start getting caught up in like drugs or alcohol or you'll just kind of waste away and i'm not saying that that's exactly what other people's experiences are i can't speak for other people or generalize a whole town but for myself personally, if I didn't move and find sports and just all different, a whole different environment, I probably would have got caught up in that. I know for a fact I probably wouldn't be as happy as I am. Yeah. There are so many beautiful, wonderful things that are crucial to who I became from growing up there. But I think I left at a good time for myself. Yeah. So. It was meant to be. Yeah. But it. It just it was complete culture shock. So different, like polar opposites of each other in so many different ways. Yeah. So. so what are some things, like even just little simple things that you like think people could do to maybe like help or, you know, change the stigma or some things that, you know, you know that like everyone should know? To be honest with you, Chris J, I don't really know if I can speak on that yeah just because even though maybe my experience might be different from where I come from I'm still a privileged white person that lives in the city I have no idea what it's like um I personally what I try to do is I just try to listen and be kind and have empathy for people for everybody right and that's kind of that's about the start of it which is all i can really say yeah okay i i definitely think that's like really admirable of you and like really big of you and i like literally love you so much (laughs) thank you so like what would your ideal life look like my ideal life would look very fluid Okay. I don't, I used to have very high expectations, like you described to me about wanting to be a doctor and stuff. I really was set on engineering. Like, I was, I'm going to be an engineer. There's no other way. Like, this is who I'm going to be. And then I went into grade 11 and I started doing pre cal. 
Oh. And I was like, I don't think I can be an engineer. I do not like math. I can do math. And I do like it when I fully understand it. Yeah. But just the sheer amount of math that is involved. And also, I tried doing physics. Had I not been put into the class a month late and been required to do the whole thing online without any teacher instruction, I probably would have enjoyed the class. But I had to drop it, which means that I've not taken physics. So basically, engineering out of the question. And then I also thought to myself, you know, I do not. My biggest fear is becoming trapped and becoming a wage slave. Yeah. So just being a slave to my job and just especially the thought of being one thing for the rest of my life like you know in the b movie where they choose to like pick their career that's literally my favorite movie like i'm not even kidding it's so good it's amazing yeah it is amazing but that just the message is very sad just really sad and like i've just been afraid of that so especially right now when everybody's been barking at us to make decisions and stuff and figure out what we want to do for the rest of the day or for the rest of our lives. I think it's really valuable to just embrace the fact that you have no idea what's going to happen in the next year. And that's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because that means there's room for growth and you will never be trapped as long as you don't allow yourself to be. There's always options. And yeah, I I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I know. I think it's sad how much pressure there is. Like I know, like it's our last year of high school. Like we're in grade 12. And since September, like our teachers are drilling into us, you know, get ready for university, start thinking about what you want to do like for the rest of your life. And like all of this and we're 17 18 like 16 like we haven't even lived a quarter of our lives so we shouldn't be expected to just know what we want to do with it you know yeah and i know like some people in my family were taking gap years and some older like other members of our family were like judging them for it like oh why aren't you going to university or oh you know is it really smart like you you might not go back and you might not get like a good job and so I was talking you know with my family members and like if they went to university like they would be miserable they are trying to find out what they want to do with their life and they're taking like time off which is amazing I think more people should take like gap years and stuff or you know just to like find out what they actually want to do and take time to travel and you know I don't know like do anything live you know just to absorb as much of life as possible I think that's yeah personally I'd like to believe that my purpose is to just absorb as much the good with the bad everything just to because that's that's all I have yeah um yeah I totally agree with that and one of the ways that I've been able to combat that is just trying to teach myself that whatever whatever new experiences and new education you receive whether it be through schooling or just through living yeah is all valuable like it's all important 
and if you don't want to go to university i don't think that should be a bad thing like there's other options like there's college there's so many different things that people can be doing um and i think it's really important just to if older people were to teach children that you don't have to be one thing for the rest of your life like you can change so many people do that yeah like i didn't know this but my mom didn't start working for her like in her company she's a social worker she didn't start working with her company until she was 35 oh my gosh she didn't get a fully working degree until she was like 32 wow so what'd she do before that um she was a manager for mark's work warehouse and she was able to be successful and Mm -hmm. support herself like she owned and ran a store in thompson she opened the store there and my dad was working for hydro at the time and he just started his career too and so i feel now and i know that this is unrealistic and obviously not true but oh my parents have been working for the same job doing the same thing for their whole lives but that's not true and they have been okay yeah and i know that i come from a place of like privilege so it's my experience and my family's experience is going to be different than other people's experiences yeah and you know it's not always going to be as easy for other people as it might be for me Mm -hmm. or it might be easier for other people than it was for me who knows but i just think that damning kids by telling them that if they don't make the right decision they're going to be trapped is just wrong yeah and you end up with a bunch of young people that are just anxious and depressed and (laughs) depressed because they just feel doomed yeah but it's not doomed we're only at the beginning exactly and i think there's so much pressure to have a certain set of high school experiences Mm mm-hmm like oh you have to go to parties you have to do this you have to do that and whatever and it's like i i personally feel pressure to be doing more teenagery type things yeah. since it's my 12th grade year but i think that's unrealistic because everybody has different experiences and just because other people describe certain um memories as being the best times of their lives and whatever doesn't mean that other people are going to enjoy them the same And I think it's really sad when older people say that the best times of their lives were when they were a teenager. Yes. And it's been shit ever since. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, no, it's fine. But like, that is so sad. I don't want this to be the best time of my life. No, please no. I'm going to be free to travel and to work in different jobs and to educate myself on my own time. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I found that since going back to in class school i feel like my independence has been completely revoked from me in terms of my education because i felt like i learned so much more about myself as an individual and about the world around me and just like learning how to feel everything so much better than now that i'm in school yeah and now i'm expected to go to school at 8 30 every morning and sit in a class where i don't actually get to like interact with what i'm doing or whatever interact with anything and i'm just on this schedule and i feel like a hamster yeah so i don't know do you have a similar experience i mean now that i'm in person my grades are a lot better okay but at the same time i definitely agree like i wake up at you know 5 30 
I am at school for either seven thirty, eight o'clock. Um, I go about my day, then I go home. Like I get up, I just go about my day, and then I go back to bed. And I've been finding that it's a lot easier to get back into the routine of school than I thought it would be. But I definitely feel a lack of freedom, which I've kind of realized is like one of it's my biggest like need, you know, I need freedom and independence Mm -hmm. and, you know, like not, not to say that, you know, like education is very important Yeah, exactly. and, you know, university will give you a lot of opportunities most of the time, but it's not for everyone. And if it's not for you, like, I feel like the stigma, you know, of just not carrying on your education is just very negative, which I think is so sad. And, you know, personally, like I, I will be going to university because, you know, what I kind of am thinking I want to do would involve that. But I'm always open to like different things while I'm there, you know, like you can change your major, you can do whatever you want. Like, I think I'm going to go either for science or like business and finance, like one of the two. But like if I decide, you know, oh, I do want to be a doctor, I can still be a doctor with like a marketing degree if I got one, you know, that's pretty cool. Exactly. But like the like if you do want to go to universities, because once again, like coming from a place of extreme privilege, there are people who their best shot at financial security and just stability is you know getting a job and going to university and maybe it's not forever but like that might be something you have to do thank goodness for me i am very lucky to like not have to i'm i'm my options are you know plentiful um but i don't know like i just I know for me right now, I I don't even know if I want to stay in this country. So, where are you going? Well, oh my gosh, any any of my friends listening to this right now are when they heard you say where are you going, they probably just rolled their eyes because this is a this is a whole discussion. I think we've talked about it before. I think we've talked about multiple times, but it changes every week. Well, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like definitely. Like Germany or Spain, I was looking at like um, like Switzerland okay. for a little bit there, That's pretty cool, yeah. and then low key New York. And I know like the states is like kind of falling apart right now, but like I don't know, like like seriously, like I've been looking there. I don't know, I'm England too. Mm, I was nice. looking at some places in like Cambridge and stuff, and. I don't know, like, the thought of staying here my whole life, like, it will always be my home, like, here in Manitoba, but I can't, I just can't stay here, and, like, I know, you know, like, my parents and stuff, they want me to stay in Manitoba, and I get that, because, you know, I do have, like, some anxiety, and I feel like everyone does, you know, but, like, like, if my grades aren't good, like, I will cry about it, you know what I mean? Like, I get stressed, and I feel like I'm pretty good at handling it for the most part, but I know, like, my parents are worried, you know, if I move away, then they can't just, like, come over and, you know, 
coddle me to make sure I'm like fine, you know, especially not only if I'm in a different province, but if I'm in an entirely different country, like it would literally take days for them to come, you know, and like money. So like there is a sense of fear, I guess, for that. But I just feel like it's something I have to do. So I don't know. I just, I want to like move around like everywhere. Do you think it would maybe be beneficial to your growth as an individual to experience that separation from your parents so you could like, I'm not saying that people should learn how to deal with negative emotions on their own, but maybe it might be freeing for you to experience that where that's not really an option. I mean, it is always an option. Like you can always go home. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. I mean, again, (laughs) extreme privilege for me. I'm just, I could always come home to my parents no matter where I am. And I think that's a wonderful privilege that I have. Yeah. Um, But maybe being apart from them that way would kind of give you an opportunity to really learn what you need to do to take care of yourself on your own. No, definitely. Like, I think, you know, if I moved out tomorrow, like, I would be fine. Like, I love my mom and my dad. And, you know, I would obviously see them as much as I could. And, like, I would call them all the time. But, you know, I, like, I think I would be self-sufficient, you know. Like, I can do laundry. I can cook. I can clean. Thanks, mom, for teaching me. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I just think it's very important, you know, for me and, you know, just for everyone to experience, you know, my mom always taught me when I was growing up that the best way to learn is through travel. Because when she was a kid, she would spend her summers, um, with her grandmother in England and they would tour like all of Europe. So she, her grandma would like, she lived in England because my grandparents like immigrated here like from like England and so she would go back there for the summers and then her grandma would you know tour her around Greece and um I don't know like everywhere and beautiful she was very like well traveled and I think that her perspective on life is very different from a lot of people because she has seen you know extreme poverty you know different cultures and she's kind of like brought that home with her like now like uh one of her favorite places she always says it was like Costa Rica and it's so different there because there are parts you know the touristy parts which are very nice but in reality, a lot of people don't live like that. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think traveling just gives you such a broad perspective that not a lot of people have. So, if you can do it, like, it's truly amazing. And there are definitely ways that you can travel for minimal money, you know, because flights are not cheap, but, like, you can work to live like you can work on a farm for accommodation like there's so many things out there things you wouldn't even think of that are so crazy but it's i don't know like it's just so interesting do you want to know one of what one of my biggest dreams is yes i want to go to china okay 
and travel to all of the most famous rice paddies, like rice terraces, rice farms. What? Yeah. Okay. And just work at some of them. Like, I'd love to work on a rice terrace. Like, is that where they, like, grow Yeah, they grow the rice there. If you were to look up a picture of a rice terrace right now, anybody listening to this, look up a picture of a rice rice terrace terrace in China and tell me that's not the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Like, it's truly enchanting. And so I'd love to just travel to one of them and live there and work for a little bit. Oh my god, Kate, I'm looking at it right now and... Oh my god, I will work on this farm with you. Okay, perfect. We got a plan. Oh my god, that is so pretty. Everyone look up a rice terrace, and why have I not been there? Oh my god, that is so cool. I literally, I just want to go all over. Like, I I feel like I can't just, like, stay in one place. That's another reason, like, people are always like, oh, but don't you want, like, kids and stuff? Like, I don't know, probably not for (laughs) at least, like, 30 years. Yeah, like, you can't plan that shit. Like, it just happens. And having unrealistic, weirdly planned out futures is so damaging because it never works out. When people are like, I'm going to be married by, like, 27 and have kids at 30. Like, (laughs) that's may seem close, but it's really not. It's really not. And, like, if you think about how much you've changed in a year, imagine, like, eight (laughs) exactly and like we're still young me personally even though i have experienced a lot of um growth inducing stuff (laughs) in my life this far i have not moved away from my home yet i haven't been traveling without my family there's so much you have to experience yeah there's so many influences in the world that i have yet to even be exposed to to even contemplate what is going to happen yeah so i don't know i know it's kind of weird for me i don't know if you find this but i find when you're going about your day like you get into routines and you're just kind of like oh this is what life is like and you can't like picture anything different and then something will come along that changes it and it's like kind of scary at first but then you get used to it and then that's your life you know what I mean? So like yeah. middle school or something like that, or, you know, this summer I like got into rowing and, you know, I would go to work and then I would row, which, you know, love rowing. Um, it's a huge commitment. Exactly. A lot of time. But like before that, I never, ever, ever would have been like, oh, that's going to be my life. Like I want to row, you know? Yeah. And so right now, like that's kind of what I'm working at is rowing and you know i just got a job um which you know i love so far the people there are literally amazing shout out to any of you listening um but yeah like i'm very content kind of right now but i'm also i guess feeling a little stuck somewhat if you know what i mean because i just feel like i'm doing so much that I need something exciting to look forward to. That's always kind of been my thing. Like I need something to look forward to. Um, And for me, the most exciting thing is travel. Like one of my friends just um, asked me yesterday if we could go on like a little trip to um, Victoria, which I really hope happens. But like 
I literally responded immediately and like was texting my parents and I'm like, can I go? Can I go? So hopefully this works out. Fingers crossed because like when they texted that, like immediately I got like insanely happy because I was like so excited at the prospect of, you know, being able to travel with some of my best friends, you know, like that's so exciting. And I haven't done that in so long and I've never traveled without you know my grandparents or parents and mm-hmm. you know just traveling in general is just something I feel like I I know it's bad to say like need but like I feel like I literally need to do it I need like an abundance of cultural experiences even if that's just like a couple provinces over like it's yeah. so different yeah even just a change in environment mm-hmm. like apart from people for me personally environment changes can be so beneficial for yeah. my mental health i don't even know how to begin to explain it yeah just seeing something different being like reminded of how different and ever-changing the world and your life can be it's really inspiring mm-hmm. so yeah i totally get what you mean about travel um yeah yeah. kind of like that like the change of scenery like it's amazing what that actually does Mm -hmm. like I know when I was like even now if I have homework and the thought of going home and doing it is like mm, not appealing I go to the library and like yeah make it novel exactly and when I sit down in the library like I don't know I just get it all done it feels amazing and like it's free like you can just walk in and sit down at a table and you feel like so smart and it's amazing I would completely recommend everyone needs to go to libraries you don't even need to read if you read that's amazing but like just sit in a library and do your work like like no one does that no one does that but it's so helpful I do that and I love it. It's one of my really? favorite things, like making an experience about going to different. Yes. I actually did this thing last year. I would do my homework once a week in a different park in Winnipeg. Okay. And then I was also part of debate club, which we did over Zoom or uh, Teams, yeah. I guess, which was really interesting. But I made it a thing that every Teams debate meeting I would do in a different park. Okay. Were and they just like holy your backyard's bigger no they were just like why are you in a park like why are there geese behind you what are you doing (laughs) and i'd be like oh i made this a thing and they were like wow that is so cool and then so every week they'd be like so where are you today katie and i'd be like oh i'm at the park near henderson and talbot like my gosh somebody join me we can do it outside one time i got attacked by a flock of geese while i was on my zoom call like they like started walking towards me and one of them was flying at me and i was just laying there but yeah no i totally understand making Mm. making a normally tedious experience novel and exciting or even just putting yourself in a situation where you could pretend to be productive and sophisticated like that's how i feel when i study at starbucks Mm -hmm. i don't even buy anything no no i just sit there sometimes if i feel extra guilty for just loitering yeah i'll order a water but i just sit there for hours do my work (laughs) and it all gets done like i i never 
can do homework at my house mm-hmm. ever. I've done like, like one page of math once. Love that. Yeah. I know like in New York and probably like a couple other major cities, but the one example I know of is in New York. They have this thing called like a WeWork. Okay. Which you pay like a monthly or like annual fee or something. And they just have like a bunch of like office rooms and like conference rooms. And like, it's very nice, but like, there's computers like you can book a conference room um there's tables to get stuff done there's like food whatever and you just pay a monthly fee and it's just a space that you can go and do work like it's very like office setting but like not like cubicles and stuff you know but the idea and concept of that is so amazing because you know i mean a lot of people in new york are freelancers or influencers you know whatever fashion they don't necessarily have an office And so for them to pay, you know, a small monthly fee to have somewhere to go other than their, you know, overpriced small apartment that they're paying for, they can go to this huge office space. And like the idea of that is just so amazing because like change of scenery, like I would much rather do work in a huge office or like you know, do a podcast episode in a conference room than, you know, if I was in, like, my small one, like, not even one bedroom, probably studio apartment, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. So I think change of scenery, like, is so important. Kind of like traveling, Mm. I guess. Like, I don't know. I think change of scenery can also be a, not only is it, beneficial that way but it could also kind of change the way that you see yourself and your existence in the world Mm -hmm. like for me personally submerging myself in a place that is just so vast and powerful and I'm just reminded how small I am and how small my existence yeah this sounds so funny like how small my existence is I don't mean like in a depressing way obviously I think that as people all of our lives are important to Mm -hmm. a degree but when I'm in the mountains or when I'm in the forest or the time I went to the ocean I just was reminded of how large and powerful these forces are of the world And we just get so caught up in, like, third-dimensional thinking that, oh, as humans, you know, like, such a shallow base-level communication and stuff. And we just completely ignore the world around us and deeper connections that are going on around us. And so when I am submerged in these places, I'm just reminded of that. And I think that that is, for me personally, really beneficial because it can kind of remind me to live more I guess in a sense of like get more out of my head and live more in my body like mindfully yeah mindfully and more intentionally which I found so much success come from just doing that yeah and so much happiness just from that alone like just tiny tiny little things when I am more mindful and more intentional with my living it is so much better and it feels better. Everything is just good. Yeah. Even when it's not always good, you know that that's just a part of 
the way that it's supposed to be. You right. know, it ebbs and flows and bad things happen, but that's just that's a part of your growth as an individual. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, like do you think that people kind of use like this I don't want to say like mindset, but like spirit do you do you ever find that people will use their spiritual beliefs to like make themselves superior um honestly that's one of my biggest fears with myself is that if i speak people might think i know everything or whatever i just talk about my own experience but i think honestly the way that people experience life and specifically their spirituality, whatever that may be, um, it's too different for me to say. Like, yeah. I don't know what other people's experience is. I know that if people in general talk about anything, like they're more superior than other people, I don't really want to be around those people. Yeah. I think that that's damaging and I think that that is just negative and i don't think anybody deserves to have that around them um but that in itself could be a learning curve because people might be so set and excited about their beliefs and stuff especially i find when you when you find something new and you become confident in something and it's going really good and you're experiencing a very linear set of growth and achievement in something, whatever it may be, um, you kind of forget how, I don't know, how do I put this? Like you forget how important it might be. Like you start Mm -hmm. to take it for granted and then something bad might happen or something like that. And you're just reminded about how, powerful maybe that thing that you were experiencing was and how growth is not linear it's like all sorts of different things yeah as long as it's trending upward (laughs) yeah as long as it's going upward in the end like over Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time you're fine so for people that like to talk like they're above other people i don't really think any less of them i just think maybe they just haven't experienced something that'll put them in their place yet yeah so one of my favorite things I say this a lot, is I love being put in my place. Okay. Like, I love A when... glutton for punishment. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> gross. That's gross. My, oh, I'm not even going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> but, like, I love when I feel too confident and too full of myself for something. Like, I love when something happens to me or something in my life happens and it just puts me back in the mindset that... I am just on a journey where I'm just growing and experiencing stuff yeah. and I will never master anything. Like, and I think I that's will so never interesting. Be too good at something. Literally n- no one thinks like that, which I think is like amazing that you do because m- if more people had that mindset, more people would probably be better people. <laughs> well, because thank you, I guess. But. Like if I am overconfident and something knocks me down like I wish I could just be like and you know hopefully I you know will be in like a little bit but if something knocks me down like I am 
like, oh my God, like, this is terrible. Every it's over. Like I get so angry, but then it ends up working out in a weird way yeah. that things just fall into place. And then whatever I end up doing is like, oh, okay, well, good thing that that happened because now I'm doing this. Right. So like, I think it's, it's good that you kind of recognize that it's, you know, your journey. Um, and I think that more people need to do that because if they did, I think people would be a lot happier in general and maybe not take things so seriously a lot of the time because That's true, yeah. like so many of these things are really insignificant, but you take them so hard. Yeah. I mean, we're all just, we're just people just trying to survive, but we're convinced that like our existence should be tied to so many again like third dimensional third dimensional do you want to explain that a little bit um maybe i shouldn't have said that because i'm not even the best at explaining it okay do your best i learned about this there are different dimensions to existence i guess and so like sixth dimensional it would be more spiritual and more i guess enlightened and kind of more more divine i guess okay and third dimensional is very like i guess a good way to think about it is 3d like okay. it's 3d so i see you chris j yeah your person sitting in front of me your yes. physical being but third dimensional would be oh that's just it six dimensional might be like i see you as a person and your existence okay. and your spirit as a person mm-hmm. and kind of i guess so is there like 4d 5d Yes, like, and forgive me for anybody that's listening to this and like, no, that's not it. I apologize. I probably shouldn't have said that, but I'm open to learning. Yeah, so it's I'm, actually kind of an interesting concept, and I feel like we could get really into that. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. That's actually a really interesting point that I may do some research on. Yeah, I I need to do research on it because I, I did research on it before, and it was just very eye-opening because, like, you can kind of begin to look at your life in the way that you are existing a bit differently yeah. in the way that you're seeing things so yeah i can't remember what led us to this though me neither Do remember? Hmm. i don't okay well uh, i mean i think that's pretty good like being i feel like we covered a lot i think we did yes um thank you so much for doing this like honestly i just want to say too like when you're talking about this i get that you're like scared that people are going to be like oh she's so like full of herself and stuff but like you don't come across like that at all okay like (laughs) literally when you're talking about it and like i see you talking about it i like know that that's truly how you feel and you're not like i don't know how to explain it like i know it's completely selfless and so like anyone listening like (laughs) I don't know if it comes across like this over audio, which, I mean, I'm sure it does, but, like, you're just literally amazing and, like, so wise beyond your years. Thank you. I don't think I'm special, though. I'm just a kid. I think you're special. Thank you. Everybody, everybody's special. Everybody's special, but you're very special. (laughs) So are you, Christian. Thank you. You have a podcast. You're 17 years old and you have a podcast. I have a podcast. And it's literally the greatest thing ever. Like, I love your podcast. Thank you so good i'm Amazing. honored to be here today bye homos